Good morning, and welcome to Chapman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bert. And I smoked a lot of weed yesterday. <laughs> like, a lot. Um, I'm trying to get rid of all my stuff before we move, because obviously you can't take it across state lines, or we'll get arrested. And uh, the drug dog's elite trinity, Aww. and we'll be taken to, let's see, where would we, we'd probably get caught in New York State, so we'd be raped in New York jails. You by drug dogs. Oh, <laughs> be bad. The so ones anyway, that ate Trin. Yeah, that the, would be the one like... that ate Trin. Is, and it's got her, her collar on, like hanging from her collar is a trophy. She's got a bunch of collars of little family pets that she's eaten. Stoner family dogs. Or she How has, am I going to be raped by a female dog? Or she has her strap on. Or she has okay. her, uh, she has Trin's ears on a necklace around, on her collar, like a Vietnam. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I wanted. I don't know. I was thinking about this yesterday because I, I, yesterday was supposed to be the day that I like smoked all of the, my stuff. I was just gonna wake up and be a total rock star and just smoke, 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 smoke. And I woke up and I realized something about myself. <laughs> my tolerance for marijuana. Did you wake and bake? No, I didn't wake and bake. Um, Trinity. I took Trinity for a walk first. We went for like an hour walk, and but so like yeah, about an hour. About an hour after you went to work, you worked at eight. So I probably, mm-hmm. I probably, I, cause I, I, I don't, I didn't have any like, I don't have rolling papers. I really don't like paraphernalia. It makes me feel kind of druggy. If anything, I like the joints are my favorite thing. Cause it makes me feel like I live in the sixties. But, um, <laughs> so I took like, I took two hits off my one and I was like, okay, that's a good start. And I'll smoke again in like 10 minutes. <laughs> my tolerance for weed is so fucking low. So, cause like, I'm just like wandering around the house. Just eating ice cream and I ate the ice cream and pizza like immediately basically nice um but I was you know and then I'm like okay I'm gonna take another hit off the one this is like an hour later and after that I was like if I smoke any more weed I think I think I'll die <laughs> like I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure this reality will just blank Go out of existence yeah like which is ridiculous because you watch these videos of people online doing like gravity bongs where they're inhaling like gallons of pot smoke or people who like yeah i smoke a joint in the morning and then like i do a quick j at lunch and then i have a dr- i'm like what are you smoking because it's not what i'm smoking because i take a hit and i'm like suddenly like trinity's trinity's ears are secret interdimensional fucking messages and shit um one thing i was really like did you have a weird experience yesterday no i was just oh, like okay i it, like you know sometimes when you smoke just a little bit you get kind of like sleepy and chill but then other, you know, I really don't know. I know you don't. Know. <laughs> um, but there's there's def- a definite line between like just chill and relaxed and kind of that's like the the afterglow, I guess. Like that's like what I consider being baked. Being high is different though. High is when like colors are popping and tastes are tasting weird, and you're having thoughts that you, you like don't make sense, and you're like, I gotta write them down, but then you forget how to use your hands, so you can't <laughs> write. Um, but something I was really kind of proud of yesterday is I didn't just sit and watch movies all day. Don't get me wrong. I definitely watched a Bo Burnham comedy special and Reservation Road, so I did watch two movies back-to-back. But I, I took out my guitar, and I turned on the recorder, and I wrote, like, four songs in a row, and I listened back to them this morning, and they're actually good. It's not, like, just, like, here's an idea for a song. Dun, 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 dun. That is fucking genius. <laughs> it's nothing. It's not like that, but I I was able to like play and play guitar, and it sounds good. And but it also sounds kind of weird, like not the st- stuff I'd normally play. There's a lot mm-hmm. of 
double stops and weird bends on off notes, but bending into the correct position, I would say it's good guitar playing. So it's atypical for me. <laughs> but yeah, I was able to be productive yesterday. I wrote I wrote a bunch of songs and I watched some fun shit. There's a great moment in the uh, Bo Burnham. Do you know Bo Burnham? Nope. He's the. I don't do com- stand-up comedy. You would like Bo Burnham. He's not stand-up I don't know comedy. About he, that. No, he's he was a theater kid. So he what he does is not like stand-up. He does these fully produced shows, where he he's the guy who writes the funny songs. He wrote D and D. He wrote um, fuck. There's so it's many. It's not ringing a bell. He wrote Kill Yourself. He wrote Fuck the Poor. He he writes comedy <laughs> songs on like he used to do a lot of guitar. Now he does a lot of piano. But all of his songs are really, really funny, and they're very like biting, insightful, like social commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really vitriolic towards music. He does a country song. Ooh. Yeah, you'd you'd like him. Um, but there's one. There was one like weird moment that where I wasn't sure if I'd seen something correctly because I was so fucking high trying to smoke all my shit. Um, he does a song called. Um, it's about pop music where okay. he just he just he's like singing he's like playing some four basic chords and the lyrics are all about nothing and the chorus is repeat stuff repeat stuff repeat stuff repeat stuff repeat stuff repeat stuff because that's what fucking pop music is and he takes it through the chorus and then he takes us through the second chorus and there's a moment where he goes everybody and they all start yelling repeat stuff repeat and he stands up and the lights go red and he starts uh, Zeke Heiling doing the Nazi salute what the fuck it is fucking excellent like okay part of his show is he'll be walking on stage and he's like what you guys don't know um this all seems really uh you know um he's got a water bottle in his hands and he'd be like you know um i just try and uh, keep everything in the moment but what you don't know is that these shows are planned down to like the minute and he'll he'd like oh shit and he like fumbles the water bottle and picks it up and puts it away and he'll mm-hmm. and he walks over and he's like so you know what i want to talk to you about today and then a song immediately like starts playing goes he meant to drop the water bottle meant to drop the water bottle and he starts dancing like with the cue he has his shows like the like the tech board and the timing down to like half a second there's a great there's great moments where he's like you know i've got these shows planned down to like literally the half second and he does a finger gun and a gunshot sounds like at that moment and then or he'll like play a slide whistle just randomly in the middle of a sentence um because his shows are so fucking choreographed and planned he's he has an awesome tech team yeah he does um so i think i think you and i should watch a bo burnham he's he's funny as fuck but yeah the the moment where he stands up from the piano and the lights go like full red in his face he's like you can't hear him because he's not near a mic but he's like you can tell he's screaming repeat stuff repeat stuff his face looks monstrous (laughs) um and then he sits back down and keeps playing like nothing happened. And there was, I had a weed moment where I was like, did that just really fucking happen? What the fuck did I just see? So I rewound it. And when I saw it the second time, I laughed for like 25 minutes. So yeah, uh, last time I watched a Bo Burnham special, hi, I texted Matt nicely for like 30 minutes. I was like, Bo Burnham is the most funny man ever. Most and, funny man. And Matt was like, yeah, man, you got to watch his other specials. Like, there's another special, Matt? And he's like, yeah. And we talked. It was, uh, it was fun. So I did not finish all my shit. So guess what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm out of Bo Burnham comedy specials, unfortunately. So. Finishing your shit. Yeah, I'm finishing my shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke the rest of my stuff. Write some more. I'm so envious. Your days off are just so chill, and mine are like work on shit all day. See, let's get. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh I should God. be working on shit all day, but what I am work. I'm working my way through my stash. It's like work in and of itself. 
Uh-huh. I, you know, but that, my, my justification was I turned on a recorder and I wrote four songs. Okay. Which hopefully um, Alan will help me finish when we get to Traverse City. Uh, nice. I was just about to burp, but I held it back because <laughs> I wanted to stay classy on our, on our podcast. Well, okay. Oh, my God. There we go. atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost potato vomit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we just had hash rounds, folks. We did. It was really good. Um, I'm going to cook them in butter next time. That doesn't matter for our, our listeners at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but when we get to uh, when we get to Traverse City, I wanted to ask you about this, Alan. I, we I, I wrote a song and recorded a song and put it up on SoundCloud about five days ago now or four four days ago. Last Stand of Mr. Jones. Go check it out. It's on my SoundCloud. It's it's the uh, demo of the week on my website. Do um, they just like search your name? Yeah, I think I'm Maxwell Peterson on SoundCloud. The easiest way to do it is go to QuillenFilmProductions.com. Um, and it's the, there's a SoundCloud link right at the top, and that's my full playlist. It's everything I've uploaded, and the newest stuff is always on top. Or they can click the music tab, and I have demo of the week at top on the top, and that's Last Stand of Mr. Jones. So Alan really liked it, and one of the things he said was, "Are you guys ready to make all of the music when you get here?" And it like a light bulb clicked on in my head, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that bass guitar that I was playing for like two years was Alan's." Mm-hmm. And Alan has an acoustic guitar, and he's got a ukulele, and he's got a bass, and he's got an amp. Alan's he can a... play pretty much anything. And he's a tuba player, right? Was um, originally brass. Brass. Yeah, he's played. Uh, um, well, his trombone. I was about to say his email address on the uh, air. Probably shouldn't do that. But uh, I thought of him as primarily a tuba player. For well, a that's reasons. what he did in um, high school. Okay. What was his marching band instrument? A sousaphone. He played a sousaphone in marching yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, also, I think he did play trombone in high school as well in jazz band. Trombone, mm-hmm. or as we learned on um, on Star Trek: The Next Generation last night, bone a bone, and a bone for me. God, that was a good episode. That's a great show. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, but uh, Alan, so I was thinking about that. Like Alan can play shit, like real music, and he can play, yep. and he can like play bass and stuff. So I'm just short a drummer, and you got a three-piece rockabilly band, because he can. I'll, he'll get. I'll get him going on that. He doesn't have to play upright bass. It's really expensive, and they take up a lot of room. And I'm sure Aaron would kill us if we tried to get an upright oh bass God. in their house. But you can. You can totally play like an upright bass style on a bass guitar. You just roll the tone back and slap a little bit. So I'm gonna get him to learn how to play that, and then I'll get my brother to move down to Traverse City, and we'll start a rockabilly band called Slick Dicky and the Ricks. Then we'll get Alice Snively as soon as we've made some money and have a viable business plan because she's a very uh, responsible woman. Uh, as soon as we can show her that there's a there's a future here, we'll get her in singing uh, singing backup vocals like she used to. Man, we wrote right before she moved to Colorado. We wrote this like slinky, like jazzy lounge thing. Yeah. I'm, I don't know where I was going with that. All right. Anyway, um, are you ready for that by the way like me having not just like plinking around i'm gonna have people i'm gonna have like a collaborator again are you gonna yep you're okay with it yep you're ready for it yep what are your thoughts on it say some words Mm, nope let's have a discussion (laughs) no come on come on tell me tell me um i don't know i don't really i don't know i don't feel one way about it or the other really you don't feel bad don't feel good 
just feel new you feel dead I'm like okay yes i'm dead inside all the time <laughs> okay all right good um speaking of collaborators and alice snively rest in peace <laughs> She's not dead, but uh, she, oh she, she's, she isn't dead. But when she moved away, part of me died when she went away. Um, she was my longtime co- uh, co-host on Morning Word, this fucking ridiculous podcast I used to do with her. And I really missed doing that podcast because it was like news We talked stories. about this last time. Did we talk about how Aaron might be my new co-host? I think we did, yeah. Did we? All right. Anyway. You talked about how you're going to ask her, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I did. I asked her. I texted her, and she was she had her reservations. She's like, I'm afraid the listeners will be able to me see through my bullshit. And I was like, oh, have you ever listened to Morning Word? It's all bullshit. That's what it is. 100%. It is 100%. Grade A bullshit. Yeah. Do you remember? There's episodes where, like, Alice brought a bottle of wine, and we got, like, day drunk. <laughs> or oh, my God. Or where we just ate, and we were sampling her gluten-free foods and, like, bitching about them <laughs> while we got drunk. That was all Morning Word was. Oh and then God. occasionally really insightful, like, things on feminism that changed the way I thought about the world. I love that show. But Aaron agreed to do it, so hopefully, after we get settled in, I can get rid of Soapbox Battles, which... <clears throat> and replace it with Morning Word. What's on your mind? Do you want to um, do, hmm? do the Feminist Five? Because I'm really curious about what you want to get it is. out of the way. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it right up, up top. Okay. We're not sure where this is going to fit in with Chapman and Robin, but Bird and I are angry about too much stuff. Things. To, n- to not things talk. Things and stuff. <laughs> we are like, we're upset about, and of course for the next four years, we're going to be upset about things every day, every morning. Uh, every morning will be a struggle to get the gun out of the mouth and coffee into the stomach. But, um... We have to talk about it somewhere. So, but we don't want this podcast to be not funny and not. We don't want to be downers. We don't want to be downers. We don't want to contribute but to the no. We to the the just the zeitgeist of bitchiness that is social media. But we do want to talk about stuff occasionally. So, Bird had a fun segment idea. Do you you do the name and I'll do some music. Ready? So, <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, here? I'll. Uh, and now introducing a new Chapman and Robin segment. The Feminist Five. <laughs> All right. Today, okay. uh, hit, hit your timer. And we're go. All right. Today, we're talking about hypersensitivity and tags. I don't know what tags are. So start with tags so we can get okay. this out of the way. Tags would be like labels. Labels. Labels that, not, that you're giving other people but that you are giving yourself and that you are making sure that everybody knows about and everybody is using. Like introducing yourself with your pronouns? N- uh, no, but also yes. <laughs> okay. Um, that c- falls more under the hypersensitivity. Mm, got it. I'm talking more like you are a cis het white male. Monster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, uh, I know what you're saying. Uh, Sam posted a video the other day. My brother, Sam, douchebag, um, posted a video the other day of a uh, uh, sort of androgynous looking person, but they looked, and it was like a funny meme, and I know it was offensive, hypersensitivity, but it was like, I'm a non-binary, asexual, um, uh, f- like feminist, uh, no, socialist, communist, um, misandrist Facebook blogger. And then the, it's Michael Jordan's P, uh, PSAs from back in the day. And he goes, no, 
don't do that. Just get some help. <laughs> and, and what? I, I, know, I never saw that. I know it's I know it's insensitive, but I saw it and I was oh. like, Yes, Michael Jordan, you tell that person that they are like they're too much up their own ass. They just need to be a human again. Oh, that's one hundred percent it. Yeah, just being up your own so far just, up your own ass. Just be a person, right? Like I understand. I mean, if that's important for you to have labels, great, good for you. I don't, I don't need to necessarily know them in order to interact with you and still be a good human. I think you do though, because people these days are hypersensitive. <laughs> uh, I've been talking to a lot of people about this, oh so I won't God. name because they tend to be good people and might not want to be dragged into this mud. But <clears throat> like, I'm not the only uh, quote-unquote liberal progressive. Look at me using tags. <laughs> um, I, I I said to this friend of mine the other day, I'm, I'm kind of like re-identifying myself as groovy. I'm just a groovy person. I'm a groovy, chill person, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm getting pissed at a lot of other people who fall into what used to be the groovy, chill category because now, I mean, that was what my whole, I wrote that ukulele song that I made a Palmer like, I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> we're building a world of boxes. I could have said building a society of tags. Wouldn't have had the same ring. but Labels. Labels. Yeah. For fuck's sake, man. Like, Non-binary? Why don't... What is... Okay, you're gender fluid. There's another tag that means non-binary. It's... Why? Why? Why are people doing this? The, Everybody wants to be special. I know. They're... Like, everyone's building their own... It's literally building their own identity, but... but We're, like, self-segregating. Yeah. Rather than unifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, when you set all these labels on yourself, you're saying, these are the things that make me different from you. Whereas, I think we should just be, like, more... It's... We we were saying the other day that, like, the far, far, far crazy left and the far, far, far crazy right sound exactly the same. Yes. It's like... Uh, we cannot associate ourselves with the gays or the blacks or the you know like the all those racist sexist misogynist mm-hmm. thoughts that the right's associated mm-hmm. with the left is doing the same fucking thing like at, i heard the term ethical misandry the other day that that for those of you at home that means ethical man-hating misandry is the opposite of um misogyny like thinking women are lesser misandry is thinking men are lesser but when you put ethical at the beginning of it you're a progressive you're not a fucking crazy nazi Take ethical out, and you're just a fem Nazi. Oh, it drives me insane. The thing I think that drives me... Go, say something. <laughs> what? What? No. Go the ahead. Thing, this thing is what that, the Feminist Five is for. The thing that drives me the most insane about it is if I say something like that on Facebook, which I don't ever, ever, if I'm like, oh, you know, I, I think we're getting a little bit crazy with like the classic... I think I'm an ethical misogynist. <laughs> you're an ethical misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear uh, other women who are misogynists, uh, listen to the Roundtable of Gentlemen. Cave Comedy Radio. Um, but if I say anything like that, if I'm like, okay, we're way over labeling at this point, guys. Like, you ran into something on Facebook the other day where someone was like, this is a story, um, hey, uh, hey, girls, this is a story of how I lost my virginity. And someone in the comments was like, this is sort of exclusionary. This is exclusionary. This is exclusionary because you started it with the phrase, hey, girls. Some of us In here, a group uh, that's supposed to be women. women. The title includes the word women. Yeah. So- that is in a perfect example of hypersensitivity. How much time do we have left? 18 seconds. All right, you say something. Go. I don't know. I don't know. You're ah, pissed about hypersensitivity. I am very Tell pissed. people why you're pissed about hypersensitivity. Just chill the fuck out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That language that you just used. I know. Um, my parents. Oh, and there, somebody made this ableist comment too, like how you can't say you're dumb or stupid because it's like an ableist slur. 
Wait, we I we okay. Nope, let's, that's it. No, we have five to, minutes. We have to finish that thought and then we'll get off it. Like uh, clo- this is in the same thread. We okay, so we hit the five minute mark and then okay. how about we we hit the five minute mark and then we wrap up our thoughts and we're done. It'll okay. like okay. So what okay. what what is this? Explain this because this would have driven me nuts for the rest of the episode. Um, somebody res- was Said- responding to um why the um the girls was exclusionary yeah. that sort of thing, but they didn't realize that it had been changed to um hey folks or hey people or whatever hi people uh, including non-binary oh my god oh my <laughs> yeah god. yeah i get exactly it. okay yeah um and they were like hey sorry maybe this sounds dumb but i don't understand what this comment is about and somebody jumped on top of that going maybe you should change your comment from dumb to ignorant because you are making an ableist slur and i was like Be- i'm fucking done with this shit today <laughs> fuck all of was you that, die in a car was fire that, was that person trolling do you think though i don't know <laughs> i i honestly i doubt it because that, that is, is so much okay, a lot of the shit that happens that is, in that group that is either the absolute best label troll or like oh hypersensitivity trolling of all fucking time or that is the perfect no. example no, of, I just, of, like, the, the, uh, the I, it, I just don't understand why people are so concerned with policing other people. Yeah, like, like you policing other people is assuming that other people are not smart enough or mature enough to police themselves. Mm. I'm done. The, <laughs> the feminist 10. No, no. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, all right. This that is that is a subject I would really like to talk at length about on a in a different platform. Maybe Morning Word with Aaron because I feel like Aaron. I was actually surprised. Like I thought Aaron was um, would be more like pro that you know like a more sensitive feminist. I, mm-hmm. I just thought like I was like a fucking piece of shit or something. But then Aaron was it's like, "Oh no, too. that drives me crazy." And I was like, "Oh, other people feel this way. Great, awesome." Um, yeah, speaking of, uh, Traverse City and Aaron and Alan and all of that fucking awesome creativity and art that is in our future, Mm -hmm. how's the job hunt going? Oh God, really poorly. I have applied for... You're very upsetting sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) You were saying things. I think you need to take five minutes just to to go sit quietly somewhere. Max is time out five. <laughs> um, yeah. I have applied for one job. Mm. Um, I just followed up with them today and haven't gotten a call back. Oh, so. it's good that you followed up though. Like following, I think a lot of places. I feel like some places wait to see who will follow up. Mm-hmm. Like how serious are you about the job? Um, I applied two places and then I talked to my current employer and my current employer says that there's a good chance I will be able to be transferred. We talked about, uh, we didn't talk about this last week. I was talking to you about this. It's so Mm. hard to sort our conversations out. When I'm so high all the time, mom, I'm on the drugs. (laughs) Hope your mom listens. (laughs) Uh, She cries and does the rosary for you. (laughs) (laughs) He's out there on the East Coast growing his hair and getting high on hemp. Um... God. Yeah, one of the most conservative states in the fucking country. Except for Portland. Um, uh, Governor LePage. You're going to say Governor uh, LePage is like this shining bastion of, of shit, But I mean, we're not fucking, what is it, North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, we're not as bad as NC. Um, all right, so 
It might, the jobs. I am applying all day today, though. I you you were going to apply for five. Five plus jobs today. That's I, my I goal. would say apply for five and then do, dedicate some time to art, too, because I'm really excited to see what you do. Yes. Um, like uh, the jobs, I was talking to you about this. The jobs that I'm qualified for, the jobs mm-hmm. that I would be good at, that will make me money, that I have tons of experience in, those are all like uh, like food service, waiting jobs. Um, like I'm a really good bartender. I'm a really good server. I know my. I can explain food. I would be good in a high end restaurant. But you try calling a high end restaurant from Maine, uh, a, a restaurant in Michigan from Maine, and tell them that you can start being a waiter in two months. They yeah. laugh in your face. They laugh in your face. They they call you a racial slur and they hang up on you. That's not true. Trevor City's No, they call you an ableist slur. High <laughs> <laughs> five. Fuck liberal progressives. Oh. Um <clears throat> just the douchey ones. But yeah, so I I'm hoping that this transfer can go through because then I can get transferred, I can start earning an income, I can start paying the rent and then in person, I can go and apply for these jobs. I'll, I'll have a much better chance of getting something. Yeah, go ahead. I just realized, I think I'm just a really loving anarchist. Really loving anarchist? Maybe. I I just want everybody to be friends. My label's groovy, all right? Okay, <laughs> anyway. I'm just, I'm just a pretty groovy guy. Sorry, you know? anyway, your thing. My thing is being groovy. Stop him. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping. If I can get this transfer, I'll have a guaranteed job. So we'll have something to move to, a job. Um, start earning income, start paying the rent. And then, at, you know, in person, I can go and apply for these jobs, which are usually like, oh, fuck, someone just quit. We need someone now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm your man in two months. You know, but I, I can mm-hmm. be there. I can show them how clean cut. And <laughs> I will be when I mm-hmm. get my hair cut and shave my beard off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can show them my professionalism and stuff and, and, and have a conversation. I'll make you shave your face. You like it long and beardy? Restaurants tend not to let front of house people have beards like this. No way. Too long. Well, then you'll just have to trim it. But I, I hope they don't mean make you shave, m- oh, be clean, shaven. Oh, nowhere I've ever worked has made me do that. Because, okay, uh, that's not true. Liz made me do it once. And I shaved my face totally bare. And she goes, you know, you if you just kept it trimmed, you could have. And I'm like, I look 11. <laughs> like, you can't put me behind the bar until that grows back because people will feel weird about ordering drinks from me. Also, it's weird when I cut my when I shave my face off. I'm mm-hmm. just like, "Hey, Mister, what can I get you to drink?" My voice gets all fucking weird. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm like, "I get you lemonade or a seltzer water." Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, <clears throat> the job hunt for me is actually going pretty well because I have this transfer that's uh, you know, in the pro- in the works mm-hmm. now, so I can monitor. You've that. had a lot more time too to just sit and do job applications online yeah but i haven't the thing is i haven't filled time i haven't filled that many out because primarily the places that i like that big list Mm -hmm. that list is three quarters restaurants right and i've called i've called three restaurants now and two of them were like oh uh we don't know what we need in two months which i understand because that's not how restaurants work maybe they'll 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 probably everywhere will need more servers coming into summer because of tourists yes but they're not going to And gonna, if you just prove yourself during that time, they'll keep they'll you. They'll keep on. you, but they don't want to they don't want to hire you 2 months in advance in a different state. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my my job search right now is pretty much just like checking up on how the transfer is going. Um you wanted to talk about professionalism. Do you remember what that was about? Oh, that was like making sure we are clean-shaven and <laughs> I did I shaved my sideburns off today. Uh-huh. 
at Bird's behest. I don't know how I feel about not having them anymore. I had sideburns down, all the way down to... I think it looks better. You think it looks better? Yeah. All right. My sideburns went all the way down to the bottom of my jaw, like, um, hide in that 70s show. I had the <laughs> full-on 70s, like, sideburns, and my beard is getting pretty long, too, so I was feeling very groovy. Now I feel a little bit... I'm groovy, but I got a white collar on. <clears throat> I don't have a tie on yet. Once this beard comes down, I'm gonna have a tie. What? I, I'm a little concerned about... Um, getting a new job because my work is very lax about certain things. Green. You have a green mohawk. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And I have a facial piercing. Right. Um, which they're very chill about um, dyed hair. They're very chill about um, like tattoos, always piercings. Hot, always hot topic. Uh, yeah. There is a, apparently a manager opening <clears throat> a hot topic, but how much do I hate myself? You're not up on youth culture either. I know. I hate yeah. <laughs> I hate the youth. I hate the youth too. Oh, Maybe man. I'm not a loving anarchist. <laughs> no, I think I'm a groovy. I, I might be a groovy old man who mm. went. I'm a groovy old man with PTSD from a car accident. Shut up. <laughs> That'll be on our next feminist five PTSD. <clears throat> um. All right. Um. As far as like job hunting and being professional and stuff, like I, I am. I do have a lot of energy toward the move. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed like a distinct lack of like maybe creative energy or like um, specifically like writing work ethic energy. I've been feeling kind of apathetic lately. I went into January with like this big swell of like I just I finished two uh, two stories. I've been submitting mm-hmm. stuff. And then February hit and I kind of like stopped. Slump month. Yeah, I, like the beginning of it. I'm hoping that by like acknowledging it, <clears throat> I can sort of work through it and and get myself back on track i haven't sat down to write in about four days which is not great um yeah yeah it's not good but i've I've been reading i've still been reading regularly i've read Mm -hmm. every day this year i'm reading the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay still it's a long book i'll be doing that forever (laughs) but um something else i noticed that i dropped that dropped off for me Mm -hmm. i've stopped meditating entirely Mm -hmm. and i've stopped doing Mm -hmm. yoga entirely it's like i'm not doing what does she look she's giving me guilty eyes oh now she's now she's looking away i know like she can't bear to look at us yep um but i've kind of like stopped doing the little stuff that i was doing to kind of like take care of my brain and like chill and just relax and unplug and and like build a harmonious mind and body Mm -hmm. which again groovy but um i've stopped doing all that stuff and i've just been kind of like reading and walking the dog and cleaning the apartment to death um So, I mean, what do you think that's about? Do you think it's just, like, the February blues? Yeah, or? I think it's just that time of year. All right. Well, how have you been? You've, you've, been do, you've done uh, perspective studies for five days in a row now. I know. Holy shit. Yeah, so you're actually... They're not very in-depth or good studies, though. Are so you going to... As you go, are you going to make them a little bit better? Like, you have today off. Are you going to really yeah. spend the time and do a, yeah. a great four-point perspective study for me? You know, I really should look and see how many point perspectives there actually are i made a joke last night about an 11 point perspective but i would yeah because the the perspective gets distorted as you increase the number of points and i really want to see but what there's not if you can't like so what are the perspective number of perspectives one two three four uh zero point and, and four um, shortening four shortening what is so you can do four point perspective yeah what, what would that look like um, hmm. 
All right, sorry, I didn't mean to ask that. Um, what is zero point perspective? I know you have that information pulled up, so you can tell me that. Um, <laughs> observing a nonlinear scene, like a mountain range. A mountain range? Oh, oh, okay. So that's zero point perspective. What's foreshortening? Oh, sorry. Um, four point is curvilinear. So that's like the crazy M.C. Escher Hand, drawing of the... Him holding yeah. the... Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother did that in high school. He did a uh, recreation of that. It looks... It's actually pretty good. My brother's a good artist. Um, what's foreshortening? That's that's a perspective That's study? That's like something that happens anytime you have something uh, projecting towards the viewer. Oh, I see. Okay, like, like if my hand is towards you, my right. arm is receding or like away. Or co- like a, so a my drawing of a, a gun pointed mm-hmm. right at. Okay, yeah, I see. Um, I've still never been to a concert, and I know. I thought the yeah, this is kind of fun. Um, Bird and I were planning right before we decided to move. I found out that three bands that we really well, one band I really like and one band Bird really likes, but three bands that we listen to are going to be playing in Portland three months in a row. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just do a bunch of concerts. It's going to be real fun. Let's do concerts. You're fine. You can crunch in the microphone. They don't Mm-mm. care. Um, it was Regina Spector, the Jayhawks, and then in May, Mastodon is playing in Portland. Like 30 minutes from where we live right now. I thought the Rev was coming too. The Reverend Horton Heat is playing the day after my birthday in oh. Portland, um, which I laughed about yesterday when I told Bird because t- uh, two years ago? I think so. Two years ago, we were in Ann Arbor and the Reverend Horton, on my birthday, we were in Ann Arbor and the Reverend Horton Heat was playing on my birthday at midnight in Grand Rapids, which is like just an hour drive or something like that. I think it's an hour and a half from Ann Arbor to Grand Rapids and we were taking my grandma down there to go to the hospital and she was like you can't just abandon me in the hotel room I'm sick I'm at the hospital and I was like I'm gonna burn this fucking hotel down I've wanted to see (laughs) there's only like two bands I want to see alive Mastodon and the Reverend Horton Heat that's I don't give a shit about anybody else it'd be fun to see the Foo Fighters but like I've (laughs) wanted to see the Reverend Horton Heat and I've been close to shows on my birthday three times now and I've just never gone and this year, uh, we'd, we'd, uh, I was a little bummed about Mastodon because I knew May. You know, the show is right after my brother's graduation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we'd, we could fly back and just take an extra day and go and see Mastodon and then go back to work the next day. But then we decided mm-hmm. to move, and now it looks like we're going to be back in Michigan before then. So there's no right. way we're coming back to Portland to watch the Mastodon play in May. So I'm going to miss them. And then, of course, the day after my birthday, I'm fleeing another Reverend Horton Heat show for some stupid reason. <laughs> um, to make up for it and to mourn, I, oh, as soon as I smoked yesterday, I, that was the first thing I watched. I watched a live Reverend Horton Heat performance when he played at the Fillmore. God damn, that motherfucker can play guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what's really cool about the Rev? They had um, they had videos of him playing as a young man. He was signed to Sub Pop. I think this is the first song you ever heard to, uh, hmm. of his was 400 Bucks. I'm a fire bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in like a rockabilly bl- band and they played at, called the Reverend Horton Heat and they played blues rooms all through like the Pacific Northwest, like Seattle and whatever. Um, and that was where the big money was. But then they got booked at some like punk shows mm-hmm. and they were like, the energy is so much better, but they didn't get paid shit. Mm. But mm-hmm. um, his name's Jim Heath. That's the Reverend Horton Heat. Oh. Um, so Jim Heath is like, you know, he's talking about it. He's got this great voice from years of singing like that. So he's just like, well, I knew that the, the, you know, the punk rooms, there'd be money there. 
if it stuck around and the scene stayed there, you know, there'd be money. So they ended up, they didn't end up signing to like a blues label or whatever. They mm-hmm. stopped playing the blues rooms, turned up their amps higher, played a little faster, and played rockabilly in the grunge clubs. Like where Nirvana and Mother Love Bone mm-hmm. was playing, Reverend Horton Heat just comes out of nowhere and starts playing punk shows. And like pictures of them when they're young, when he's like my age, like 20, 24, 25, 26, he's got like this short, like greaser haircut. And like he looks his face exactly like he looks now. He has not aged <laughs> one day. His hair's gotten gray and receded, but his uh-huh. face looks identical. He does not look any different. But he is really, really skinny when he's young and he's got the black jeans on. But the rest of the band were not like rockabilly kids. Mm-hmm. So their uh, their bassist looks like this like like punk rock bulldog, like super short hair and like facial piercings and tattoos all over the joint. <laughs> and their drummer, like a little bit heavier, but like hair down to his nipples because he was just like a <laughs> punk rock drummer, dude. So they don't look like a rockabilly band. And then you hear their first albums and you're like, this is the best rockabilly music ever. <laughs> so then they signed to Sub Pop got on there and then they put out like several records before they got they i I can't remember who they switched to but yeah that's why they're a sub pop band like everybody else is like gotcha in the rain and the wind that makes sense 17 yeah burning and then you get the reverend horton heat it's like and you're like what the fuck uh, yeah he but he plays awesome guitar i love the rev even as old as he is i'll show you the clips some other day or maybe i'll send them to you but He's like, I think he's like, he's getting older now. He's like in his late fifties, I think. Maybe or not. He can't be sixty yet, but he's definitely getting older. Um, so like our parents' age. Yeah, he's like our parents' age, like old, close to death. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <gasps> the base. There was a moment in the show, like even as they're all like kind of older, he's just like ripping it up, and he still screams. He still does that, like yeah, that like <laughs> Reverend Hart and Heat scream. Um, the bass player lays down the upright bass, uh-huh. and. Jim Heath jumps up and stands <gasps> on the bass. The guy's like pl- like on his knees playing the bass on the stage. Oh my god. And the Rev is standing on the bass shredding this solo like aiming his guitar at the audience and he, he oh no 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 it's not like oh no this grandpa's gonna die. It, no I was worried about the bass. No those basses are fucking indestructible man. They, there's moments in the show where the bassist throws an upright bass into the air and catches it. They spin it around. Th- those things are solid as fuck. Yeah, you can't break them. But oh like, so like they're still running around and jumping up. They played four hundred bucks. I mean, oh my god. I okay. I want to see the rev so bad. <laughs> I feel that <laughs> he's amazing. Um, that'd be a cool show for you to go to, right? You'd love to see the. Rev. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Yes, a lot. I really. I mean, them and Mastodon. Someday I'll see them both. Um. Do you want to talk about your store being on hold, or do you want to talk about... No? Okay. Well, we're moving... Briefly, we're moving to Michigan. The tax laws are going to change. Bird is going to hold off on selling art because we don't want to establish her selling art and then shut it all down, restart it, and then have to do fucking weird taxes next year. We just did our taxes. We already have to do weird taxes because of your W-2. She got two W-2s. And one For the of, same company. Yeah, and one of them's all weird, so we ha- we can't e-file. We have to mail them in. What done? is this, 1996? I... What? Are those done? Can I mail them today? Um, do we have giant manila envelopes? There's a lot. What? They're thick. Oh, they won't fit. Okay. In a... I can just pick some up at work. You get one at work. Yeah, I, I work at the tax store. Um, <laughs> so... 
Yeah. So the other thing I did, yes, let's see. Um, the other thing I did yesterday, we haven't really absorbed any new uh, uh, pop culture to talk about. We haven't really listened. I've been listening to lots of music, but we haven't listened to the same stuff. We haven't watched a movie. I watched a drama. Because when, mm-hmm. when I watch movies with Bird, it tends to be like, oh, I'll watch anything you want to watch. 30 minutes in, this movie is depressing. <laughs> it's <laughs> this, not my fault. You're like, shitty, this movie is movies. shitty. Yeah. This is a shitty, depressing movie. Can we watch... Let's watch something else. And then Star Trek happens. And we're all happy. Everyone's happy. It's fine. Um, but Bird was gone. I was smoking. I was like... But I I, that, I I decided to put it on when I decided... Because I wanted to not be super high when you got home. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm just going to watch a movie. and wait for Bird to get home. So I, I just flipped through. And I was like, oh, this has Mark Ruffalo in it. And I put on Reservation Road with Joaquin Phoenix, Jennifer Connelly, and Mark Ruffalo. And watching it i i realized it's been like years since i've watched a drama because i tend like we watch like encino man when we have nights off together where i'm like oh look a Polly shore movie that that, 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 that that this is not depressing at all bird won't hate this or we watch um like like depressing tv shows that you have shown interest in like penny dreadful and um it's not depressing, but like there's enough action. In yeah, there dark, like darker toned or whatever. Or we watch action movies. Like we've watched Dread like 55 times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, god damn it! Why didn't I think to watch Dread? Oh, uh, because you're dumb. Well, you know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna have some. Weed. I'm gonna prop Dread against the television before I start smoking, and then I'll be wondering why it's there for like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! I was gonna watch that today, man. Oh shit! Too bad I'm already watching whatever the fuck. Bo Burnham the comedy okay. specials again. Um, Reservation Road. It's you know what I gave it three stars on Netflix, but ch- check it out if you like Joaquin Phoenix and Jennifer Connelly. Watch it. I love Mark Ruffalo, but I think he was poorly used and poorly directed in this film. Um, it is it's an uplifting story about a child who gets hit and killed by a car his dad's slow descent into like pathological madness and another man's uh struggle with guilt and pain so yeah sounds super uplifting yeah it's a real good time especially when you're it, i will say this if you're high kind of bums you out a little bit <laughs> like you don't laugh quite as much you pet the dog a little more you pull the dog close to you and like <laughs> nuzzle your face into his face as you cry. Um, yeah, sounds like a great time. It's awesome. Time. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. No, um, okay. I did. I, I had Mike Rutecki. Who did I? See? No, I just posted. Um, Jennifer Conley by far is the best part of the movie. She fucking knocks it out of the park. She's a really good actress. Like even going back to what's it called? Not the Dark Crystal. It's the other Labyrinth. one. Labyrinth. Even in Labyrinth. I'm sorry. The Dark Crystal is the scary one that traumatized every child who saw it. What? You, I mean, I like. I the, didn't see it as a kid, though. The, oh, I was in high school before two, I saw two that. Two movies that... Sh- I thought it was really cool. Two movies that shaped me like to the person that I am today as an indicator of why they maybe shouldn't be shown to like super young kids. Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. I saw that when I was like five. Mm-hmm. A bunch. And the Secret of Nim. Oh my God, I love the Secret of Nim. The Secret of Nim I is love it excellent. So much. But do you remember the beginning of that movie? Yeah. They torture the protagonists like no. horrifically and kill them, and they show like violent, psych- pseudo psychedelic images of like rats being tortured and killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a happy, fun, good time. In retrospect, show it to your children. Um, 
they'll understand the brutalities of animal <laughs> testing. I mean, they, you know, they really shouldn't show it though because shut up. We're showing you to our nieces and nephews. <laughs> I was gonna try and make an ableist joke out of it, but I'm too tired. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I mean, I honestly don't have anything else. I'm, I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> It's been a, but it, I think it's been a quick 45. And actually, since I'm editing a bunch of stuff, bum, it's going to be a fast 40. This will be a short episode. Mm. Um, but I have to start getting ready for work anyway. So. Because you're a loser. Yeah. Next week, we will try and watch something. I'm only working four days this week. Oh, right on. Hell yeah. Well, next week, we'll be able to Fuck talk about work. the, the, um, vacation. the vacation. We could take it. We can even take our mics with. We could. Do a podcast. Um. So we'll have stuff to talk about next week. I feel like this week was fast. We could do another Feminist 5 on literally anything. First mm. thing we see on Facebook probably will enrage oh, us both. Um, all right. No. Let's go out on a happy note. Um, <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's been Chapman and Robin for this week. Uh, I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chapman. Chapman.